Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be set so Jehoiada had these plans, right? So he had to tell the military captains how to position themselves to protect the ceremony so that nobody could stop it. Now, he chose a Sabbath day. Why a Sabbath day? I I think there was possibly a feast on this Sabbath day, which meant there was going to be unusually large crowds of people. There's going to be lots of people around the temple area. And the point in this was that a lot of people needed to see this coronation happen. This is going to be the time to do it when lots of people are here. So he divided the military into three different groups. The first group was to guard Joash in case any, anyone loyal to, if anybody was loyal to Athaliah, they, if they tried to break in and cause trouble, maybe kill Joash and stop it, he, they were to protect the king. And there was another group that was stationed at the palace because that's where Athaliah was probably at. If she tried to start trouble, they needed to catch her there before she could make it to where Joash was. And a third group was to be at the gate to stop any opposition that was going to try to run through. Hey, what's going on here? What are you doing? We're going to stop this. So he, he strategically placed these military groups to keep everything secured. And Jehoiada gave strict, strict orders. You kill anybody that tries to stop Joash from being crowned. Anybody that tries to stop this, you slay them right there. This is going to happen, okay? Friends, what we see out of this, as serious as this is, is that the Lord God is very serious when it comes to keeping His promises. He will strike anything and anyone down that dares try to stop His plans. He will not let it happen. This is serious, okay? Nothing or no one is going to stop God's Word from being fulfilled, ever. Your very salvation and mine is dependent on God's covenants being upheld and fulfilled. And so aren't you glad that the Lord God fights for us? That's what's going on here. He's fighting to keep His covenant for you and me. Your salvation is in this picture. He's keeping it. It's amazing. Second Kings 11 and 9. So the captains of the hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. Each of them took his men who were to be on duty on the Sabbath with those who were going off duty on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave the captains of hundreds the spears and shields which had belonged to King David that were in the temple of the Lord. Then the escorts stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, all around the king from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple by the altar and the house. Wouldn't you have loved to have been here on that day? 
I'd have loved to have been there. I think big stuff's about to happen. Big things are about to go down. That's the way I'd have felt here. Something big's about to happen, and this has to go right. So all these commanders, they took their positions to protect young Joash, who was seven years old at this time. Now, the reason they used these special shields and spears from King David's day is because they were all special ceremonial gear. It wasn't typical fighting gear. And this gear would help the crowds of people recognize, whoa, we haven't seen these shields since we, since we coronated a king. Everybody would start to get, oh, that's what's going on. Who's this? Who's going to be king? We didn't know, know there was anybody around. We were thought we were stuck under Athaliah for all this time. And so everybody was going along doing their, doing their Sabbath. Here we are another day unsuspecting of any of this that was going on, but suddenly they were going to be shocked into realizing all of a sudden a new king is coming. There it comes. You feel that chill yet? (laughs) There's a king coming. Look at all this is going on. And not only was this king coming, but this king that was coming in had God's rightful authority behind him. Wow. Okay. So the military blocked off a protected area in the temple's courtyard because that's where they were going to anoint Joash. That's where they would anoint him as king. I'm just trying to imagine what this day must have been like. If I could have just been there and all of a sudden all the stuff is just on. And what? We're getting a king to what? Right now? We're going to anoint him now? This is great because I can't stand Athaliah. (laughs) I would have been excited to see this happen. Suddenly, out comes all the bright, shiny spears and and the shields, catching everybody off guard. What in the world is going on here? A son of David has come. That's what's going on. Here comes the son of David, 2 Kings 11, 12. And he brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony. They made him king and anointed him, and they clapped their hands and said, long live the king. (laughs) Those of you getting them gospel chills right now, I hope you are, because I am. Anointing a king with oil, that was to bring empowerment from the Lord. That was going to hit him with the ability and the guidance. And this testimony that they gave him, that was the law of Moses. It was God's law that they put in his hands. And so it's no wonder that everybody clapped their hands because they knew that they now suddenly had a king that was going to rule according to God's law, no longer to be under lawless Athaliah. When you go from lawlessness to God's righteous law, that is something to get excited about. That happened to me when I got saved. I went from lawlessness to God's righteousness, and it felt good, and I wanted to clap my hands then too. So what an exciting time. Long live the king. So with all this noise going on, everybody's, yes. You think is going to hear it? Of course she did. <laughs> and here she comes. <laughs> 2 Kings eleven thirteen. now when Athaliah heard the noise of the escorts and the people, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. Woman doesn't have a clue, does she? When she looked, there was the king stand, see how he's being called the king? Okay, it's on. There was the king standing by a pillar according to custom, and the leaders and the trumpeters 
were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. So Athaliah tore her clothes and cried out, treason, treason. Well, she's not happy. (laughs) Get away from her. This woman's rage, it was so severe. She was so burning. She saw nothing but red. That how dare anybody try to take this away from me, what I've got. Forget that she was killing all the heirs. She was so mad that she was completely ignorant of what was going on. Of all the history we have read that when a new king takes over, the opposition has to die, the woman was clueless and she ran right into the middle of it. Didn't she know what was going to happen? She ran right in there. But can you imagine the look on her face? This queen to look over and see a seven-year-old boy wearing the crown. Oh, I bet that got her blood boiling. Now, it says... Joash stood by a pillar because it was the customary place where the king addressed the people. So what you have here is that Joash had every ceremonious and every traditional thing going on in his favor to validate the legitimacy of his right to sit on the throne, and the public just loved it. They loved it. And guess what? There wasn't a thing that Athaliah could do about it. Nothing. She couldn't do anything about it because God's covenant promise was upon Joash. Can't do anything about it. 2 Kings eleven fifteen, And Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the army, and said to them, take her outside under guard and slay with the sword whoever follows her. For the priest had said, do not let her be killed in the house of the Lord. So they seized her and she went away by way of the horse's entrance into the king's house and there she was killed. This is where going against the Lord God will get you, get you in big trouble. And if you don't repent, eventually give it enough time. God's patience, he gives you mercy. You don't turn. This is where it could end up. So Jehoiada, though, she said treason. Jehoiada did not commit treason. Joash did not commit treason. This was just Athaliah's hateful accusation. There was no treason here. She just wanted to accuse them of it because this is Satan's language. Satan's language is accusation. Be careful about going around accusing people. You turn on the TV, that's all you see is teaching people how to accuse. I don't like her, blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't like that guy over there, political leader, or that whoever on some reality show or whatever, because he's blah, 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 blah. Accusation, accusation, be careful of that. That is Satan's language. That is not the language of a Christian. We do not accuse people of anything. You won't won't even hear me denounce pastors that are probably not good. I'll say there's false prophets out there, but I am never going to point my finger at a certain guy and accuse him. That's not my language. My language is that of the Lord God. So she's speaking accusation because Satan is known as the accuser of believers. That's one of his names, the accuser of the brethren. So Athaliah is speaking the devil's tongue and she tried to destroy all of this covenant She tried to stop Joash from becoming king that hung your salvation in the balance. She tried to tear it down. The last shot she had to fire, 
was accusational speech. Let's not do this. That is not becoming of a believer. But God's covenant power shielded her from destroying this covenant promise, right? So they took her outside to what was called the horse gate, and they put an end to one of the most wicked women in the entire Bible. It's over for her. 2 Kings eleven seventeen. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people. I'm going to read that again because I want you all to see this. There was separation under lawlessness, but now with righteousness in there, it says the high priest, Jehoiada, made a covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people that they should be the Lord's people and also between the king and the people. Everybody just got linked up through a covenant. Now everybody's together. Isn't that great? Now this was a time of rededication for the people. And so Israel's high priest made a new covenant. Ding, ding, ding. New covenant. That's gospel talk I'm talking right there. New covenant with the people. To link the Lord through the king. I hope you are seeing what I'm seeing here, guys. This can't be just me. I hope not. To link... (laughs) I'm going to read it again. I'm so excited I'm losing my place. (laughs) Israel's high priest made a new covenant to link the Lord through the king and unto the people. And the reason he did this was so that the people could all live together under God's righteousness. Wow. (laughs) So do you think that after this day, all that this, this is going on here. Do you think all the people are going to go, well, that was good. Let's go back to Baal worship. I'm sorry. That's the most ridiculous thought. There's no way they're going to go back and do that. Not at all. Second Kings eleven eighteen, And all the people of the land went to where? The temple of Baal and tore it down. Let me tell you something, people. Let me just give a little quick insert right here that I didn't plan on, but it's necessary. When you get saved by the Lord and you get linked to God the Father through the King, Messiah, Jesus, the high priest that brought us new covenant to you, the last thing you're going to want to do is go back to your old sin again. You're going to tear it down and destroy it and walk away from it. Okay? That's what they're doing here. They went and they tore it down. They thoroughly broke it in pieces its altars and images, and killed Matin, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. Then he took the captains of hundreds, the bodyguards, the escorts, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord and went by way of the gate of the escorts to the king's house. Then he sat on the throne of the king's. See, that's the Lord preserving his covenant promise right there. He sat on that throne. Verse 20, so all the people of the land rejoiced and the city was quiet for they had slain Athaliah with the sword in the king's house. Jehoash was seven years old when he became king. I don't care how old or young he is. As long as I get the peace of God, I'm good. (laughs) Seven years awful young to be a kid. Hey, he brought in God's righteousness. He's legitimate. Let's do it. So look at how the first thing everybody did, everything they wanted to do was tear down their former places of sin. You cannot be saved in Messiah Jesus for real and still enjoy your old sin. You're going to tear it down 
because he has given you this inclination to get it out of your life. And it says they thoroughly broke it down. They didn't break down some of it and keep the rest, well, in case I need it later. No, thoroughly break it all. All of it goes. That's repentance. That's get it out of your life. Thoroughly broke it down. And it says, this is what gets me here. It says, all the people of the land came to tear down the temple of Baal. Can you imagine the traffic jam that must have been? This is like going into Houston when there's no, hardly any room to move. People were coming in. Let me have my piece of that. I want to take my swing. I want to knock my piece down. This, these are people that are sick and tired of being under oppression, and they're ready to destroy every bit of it, get it out of here. We don't want it here no more. Oh, God, Christians, if we could live like that for the Lord. If we could do the same with our former lives, they were fed up and they were tired of the burdens, all the suffering that sin had done to them. <sighs> to those hearing me that maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus, when are, you, when are your burdens finally going to get so much to where you're so fed up that you're finally willing to tear it down and walk away from it? A lot of people I try to give the gospel to, they just take it as a figurative religious thing. Yeah, sounds good. You want to accept Jesus? Yeah, it sounds good. But they don't tear down their former place of sin. It's just all religious talk. I sometimes I think they tell me what I want to hear. Yeah, Ray, yeah, I give my life to Jesus. Let me see you tear down your former place of sin. Let me see you tear down those old altars. I see them on Facebook posting pictures. Here I am still in my sin. I'm sorry I don't buy it. This is the way it works. They threw out all the sin from their land. It says the city was then quiet. What this means is they finally got something they'd wanted for a long, long time. They got peace. They got peace. Friends, are you lacking peace? This is what you got to do to get it. You got to get in that new covenant with that king, the son of David, and you got to tear down all your places of sin, and then you will have peace. Joash's reign here marked the beginning of what was going to be another string of good kings, reasonably good kings, that would reign after him, and they were going to bring a whole lot better times to Judah than what they had experienced before. In fact, they were going to cover the next century. The next hundred years were going to be pretty, pretty good. In fact, in the next chapter, we're going to see that Joash is going to actually order the temple of God to be restored. And that's very wonderful to see. I'm glad to see this going down. However, oh yeah, and here we go. I have to break your heart again. I did it to you the other day. I know, but I got to do it again. We're all excited about Joash. Yay. But there is a flip side to Joash's story. Y'all remember how King Solomon started off really good? And then he just kind of, he just kind of bombed and just got bad. But he started off good. It doesn't mean he wasn't unsaved. It doesn't mean he was not a wicked, wicked. He did wicked things, but he did a lot of good things. He had the temple built. Okay. Solomon did that. He started good, but he did, he did decline pretty bad. So sadly, Joash, he's going to fall off into sin as soon as Jehoiada the priest dies. Jehoiada is the one that set him up in the temple and raised him. It was a good influence on him, but as soon as he dies, Joash just falls off. I want to show you in a parallel book in 2 Chronicles 24 and 17. It says, now after the death of Jehoiada, the leaders of Judah came and bowed down to the king 
and the king listened to them. You see that? And the king listened to them. Therefore, they left the house of the Lord God of their fathers and served wooden images and idols and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord and they testified against them, but they would not listen. Then the spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest who stood above the people and said to them, Thus says God, why do you transgress the the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has also forsaken you. So they conspired against him, and at the command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness of which Jehoiada, his father, had done to him, but killed his son. And as he died, he said, the Lord look on it and repay. This, this makes me, this hurts. This makes me a little upset, and rightfully so. That's what sin does. It's very upsetting. It does damage. And it's a shame that we all have it. We do. But this is how it goes when sinful man is in it. Now, in the next chapter of 12, when we get to it, we're going to see it written. It says that Joash did was right in the sight of the Lord all the days when Jehoiada the priest instructed him. As long as Jehoiada was giving him good influence and good guidance and teaching, it's like, don't do that. Let's do this. As long as Jehoiada was around, Joash did pretty good. But as soon as Joash lost Jehoiada's good guidance he immediately fell off into sin, just like that. Friends, I cannot stress it enough, but this is why it is so godly important to your very survival to stay as close as you can within the body of Christ, to stay close with fellow believers within the body to keep yourself around good around the good influence of other believers because we are prone to being so quick to falling off into sin if that influence ever gets cut off from us i've seen people i've seen pastors that left the body of christ and went <clears throat> you can't go well i'm a christian i'm okay well i was a pastor once i'm okay look at joash that got out of that good influence and they dive bombed into the dirt. I'm not saying you got to stay in this church. I'd love to have you and we'll take you, but you better be somewhere. Somewhere, please don't, don't get out. You get out, warfare starts knocking you harder and you start believing what others tell you more like Joash did. They came to him and he listened to them. You start listening to that TV set a little too much, that Hollywood box too much. You start listening to them, you got out of the body of Christ some kind of way, get back in. Maybe read the Bible a little more and turn the TV off a little more too, right? Be careful. You know, just because people start off well, that doesn't mean they always end up well. Walking with God takes work. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. 
Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.